0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1231.
1: Try to do the right thing, be the best guy you can.
0: This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey, this is Mark Green. Join me at the Classic Auto Show in Costa Mesa, California, this March 16th and 17th at the Orange County Fair and Events Center. I'll be the Celebrity Stage MC conducting live interviews with past Cars Yard guests including Adam Carolla, the Grand Marshal, Dave Kindig from Bitchin' Rides, Wayne Carini from Chasing Classic Cars, Mark Warman from Graveyard Cars, Mike Finnegan from Roadkill, Bogey from All Girls Garage, Big Mike, Import Tuner and Builder, and Lynn St. James, an iconic race car driver i hope i'll see you at the classic otter show for more information go to the classic com. that's the classic com. hello automotive enthusiasts i am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from beautiful huntington beach california steve gibbs hey steve are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride
1: yeah i think so mark uh let's let's do it
0: all right Steve Gibbs has been an integral part of the National Hot Rod Association, known as the NHRA, for over 50 years. And his career began back in 1961 at the old San Gabriel Dragstrip, where he became a dragstrip operator. He operated the Irwindale Raceway beginning in 1966, and then went on to Fremont Raceway, and then Corpus Christi Raceway, and was hired by the National Hot Rod Association, later appointed as the NHRA Competition Director. All told, he directed nearly 400 NHRA national events in over two decades, with his duties stretching worldwide. Recipients of numerous awards and accolades, he was instrumental in the development of the Wally Parks Motorsports Museum and the California Hot Rod Reunion. Steve's involvement in the sports knows no bounds. Steve will be with me at this year's Classic Otter Show in Costa Mesa, California, sharing his history of drag racing as part of his Nitro Revival with the Classic cackle cars so steve i've told our listeners just a little bit about you would you take a brief moment if this is even possible with your career and share a little bit more about that career and your passion for cars that go really fast
1: well you know i'm getting on, on in years but i happened to you know land i think luckily in the 1950s uh, as a teenager and it was just really a pretty magical time to be a, a young kid if you like cars and Drag mm-hmm. racing was fresh and new, and there were a lot of tr- tracks around. There was a, kind of an abundance of uh, World War Two's, you know, airstrips around. So it was um, the sport really took off in the '50s, and uh, I was able to get involved in it. Uh, it first as a fan, and then kind of worked my way in uh, part-time work, and one way or other carved out a career out of drag racing. And the sport has obviously grown to become a, you know, a major motorsports discipline in the world. It just happened to land at the right time and uh, be at the right place and maybe push the right buttons. And um, so it it worked out to be an interesting career. You know, we've, we've got to do a lot in our time, a lot of travel, a lot of interesting things. And it's been a pretty good ride.
0: No doubt. It's been an incredibly fast ride. I had the pleasure of getting to talk to Steve on the phone for a bit the other day before we set up this interview and, yeah, I grew up down in Southern California like Steve. I remember going to the Orange County Raceway, watching the drags with my dad. And, uh, uh, just thinking back to those days after listening to Steve talk brought back so many wonderful memories. And Steve's the epitome of the cars. Yeah. Inspiring automotive enthusiasts. a guy who chased his passions, figured out a way to make a career in it. And he did just that. And you know what? He's not slowing down. Uh, Steve, you're, you're approaching 80 years old today. Is that right? That'll
1: well, be seventy nine here in a couple of weeks, so uh, it's, it's not okay. too far from okay. me. You know, we're we're definitely at a life and a lot of life in the rearview mirror. But uh, luckily, good genes and I've kept myself in pretty good shape. So, you know, we're still pretty active, and that's you know thankful for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that is the secret sauce to having a good life: is stay active, stay involved. Steve is exactly the kind of guy that's done that. Well, as we continue on your journey. And by the way, I don't need to mean to push your age a little bit there. I'll back off a little bit on the throttle. I'll give you one more year before you hit the big eight zero. As we move into the questions I have for you, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah, so Steve, grab the wheel.
1: Well, I'm not sure. You know, I've I just tried to conduct my life as uh, if I can sleep at night. You know, can I sleep at night with any of the... Things I've done in personal life and, uh, and the decisions I've had to make, all uh, you know, during my career at the, within HRA and in other things, uh, try to do the right thing, be the best guy you can, and it's pretty simple. But um, I think it's it's worked for me, and uh, we've um, you know had a pretty successful career. I think I you know I've enjoyed a pretty good reputation within the sport, and um, and I think uh, you know it's. it's what goes around comes around, and I I feel that's uh, you know pretty simplistic, but um, I uh, I kind of buy into that theory.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I love that. And after interviewing twelve hundred and thirty people before you, that simple mantra, "Can I sleep tonight?" is so poignant. It's so clear. It's so precise. Uh, really, a nice way to go through your life uh, to make sure that you treat others the right way. And you treat yourself the right way and you feel good about what you did that day. I love that. I love the simplicity of it. Wonderful, wonderful thing to share. Well, I'm going to take you way back in time here, Steve. Way, way back to that moment in time that instigated your personal passion for cars. Being a teenager in the 50s, what a magical time that must have been. Is there a pivotal moment as you remember it when you knew, you know what? I'm a car guy.
1: Well, it could be. I my first car. And again, if you grew up in that era... It really was a big deal to get your your first car and you could work in those cars. So I, uh, when I was 16 years old and I always, uh, was good at making money, either as a box boy at a market or whatever it took, you know, I always seemed to be able to stay busy and had enough money to buy a, a real nice used, uh, 1950 Ford Club Coupe it was really a nice car and you know it was my first car obviously and i just i loved that car one of the first places i went was to the old san gabriel drag strip and i think admission was a dollar to get in and 50 cents for a pit pass and a lot of times i wouldn't even go in i'd park outside and just stand at the gate and watch these guys coming in every sunday but that that first car it, it was a magical time in my life you know and uh it Means so much in our life because my wife and I we've dated in high school. We've been married. Uh, it'll be fifty nine years this September, and uh, so that first car was our car, and um, yeah, that car uh, went away over time. But I've got one now. I've got a orange nineteen fifty Ford. It's a it's a lot better than that first one we had, but uh, we still have it. It's sitting here. I'm looking at it right now, and uh, luckily enough, in that time him. You could work on those cars. It was just, uh, you know, like I say, getting old has this downside. But uh, at the same time, I think we grew up in a really special time in the 1950s uh, to where those cars, they meant a lot and they still
0: do. I love the look of that car. And when Ford came out with that car, it was somewhat of a new streamlined design for them. Uh, very cool looking and it makes for a cool hot rod, a cool custom car, or it looks just Really darn cool, just stock as it is. So uh, what a sweet memory. I love that. And congratulations on so many wonderful years with your wife. That is absolutely incredible. Well, let's take a look at some of these many roads you've driven down. I always like to ask my guests for more of a challenge or even a failure that they faced along the way. But the reason I ask this question is more about how that taught you a great lesson so you could move forward or share that with others who might be going through some kind of tough time that you may have gone through. No doubt, uh, in a long and full life like you've had, you've met up with a few challenges once in a while. So, walk us through one of those, if you would, and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your business, in your career, in your life.
1: A lot of challenges along the way, you know, conducting all those racing events over the years. So each each one of those was a probably a challenge, but um, we had some, uh, you know, of those races, there was a couple of them that was really, uh, really pretty tough, and I think you had to dig down pretty deep to get through them. We had one particular race um, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, back in the early 80s, that the the racing surface had been recapped and um, literally started coming off when when the first cars went down the racetrack, and we were on the verge of um, actually canceling the event. And, you know that was just tough. All these people come to town to race; they spent money on all these things. So you, you don't just casually cancel a race. So we literally went out and scraped off the new surface that had been put on the track. We had every bit of equipment we could find near and far to do that and then after about six or eight hours we got back to the old racing service and we completed the event. It was, oh my gosh! It's it, it incredible! <laughs> yeah, it, it you know it could have been better but it would actually uh, we were able to to get through it. And there was other similar, you know, instances where you had to get, get improvised. There's no, uh, there's no manual for, you know, you have to think on your feet. You know, one of the things I, I guess I pride myself on is, uh, down, down south folks call it walking around sense, you know, common sense, you know, just common, uh, reasonable solutions to, you know, problems that pop, uh, pop up. And that, that's, Something that I I've, have uh, seem to be blessed with and uh, obviously uh, the hard work and good people to help you along the way. You can't do it by yourself. You have to have good people. And I always had a good staff of people uh, to help me through those things. But that, that one race, boy, at the end of that race, uh, it, a few more gray hairs, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that is is incredible. I'm imagining sitting there, you're dealing with that. And someone says, well, let's just scrape the darn surface off and go back to what we started with. And everybody looking at each other going, like, right now? You want to do that right now? And uh, and then doing yeah, it, uh, you know, just uh, he's rolling up your sleeves. People, yeah.
1: Yeah, there were a few folks thought we were a little crazy even attempting it. Um, but uh, luckily, the, the the material that they used, uh, you, you couldn't do that with every form of it, asphalt or anything. But this uh, the surface that they had applied was just, Faulty to start with, and uh, fortunately, we we got through it, and we had a a successful event.
0: Well, kudos to you and your team for what you guys pulled off. That's just, I mean, wow, that's mind-boggling. Well, you mentioned that beautiful uh, old Ford that you have, but I'd love for you to talk about maybe the first really special car, and I know that was special because it was your first car. You earned the money yourself, which is the best way to do it, of course, when you're a kid. But is there a car in your life that came to you uh, early on that you went, man, this is something I've really wanted, worked really hard towards?
1: Well, I guess that would be the car. And, of course, the replacement car, you know, I say with that car, wound up going to the junkyard eventually uh, after it was stolen and wrecked. But um, so the replacement car is, is that car. But I, I guess one car that if I could get it back that I let slip away from, it was uh, always been kind of a Ford guy. It was um, – well, 1964 uh, Ford Fairlane Sport Coupe. They made great race cars. They called them Thunderbolts with the, the 429 engine. Mine had a little 280, you know, 289. Uh, it was just a, you know, a driver, but it was just a beautiful little car. And yeah. they're hard to find now. Yeah, they've become pretty scarce. But, uh, you know, that's one that I wouldn't mind <laughs> redoing. Yeah. It was a beautiful blue car. Our kids grew up in that car, and I used it as my staff car at Urban Hill Raceway. So I guess that would be at the little Fairlane uh, Sport Coupe.
0: I love those cars, and I love that nice, long strip of chrome that went all the way down the side, from the front all the way to the back. And if I remember right, it had like a little scoop. Just behind the, the door, kind of a decorative piece, I'm sure. It probably didn't do anything other than look cool like all the cars back then. But, uh, yeah, yeah, those you, are sweet little rides, too.
1: Yeah, you've got it. And they, uh, it was a, a nice little car. I uh, actually it ordered a, um, a Galaxy, a new car, and I went down to pick it up. And that little fair lane was sitting there at the dealership, and I uh, – Yes. <laughs> I think I'm going to change my mind here. I had that big old car. It's, it's pretty and all, but I like this little fair lane. It's just the right size. And it, uh, uh we, um, had a lot of good times in that car. And, uh, again, I'd love to have it back up. You know, I, I found one the other day, uh, same color uh really looked like it was almost i know it's not the car but boy it was so close but the guy didn't want to have anything that he didn't want to talk about letting it go so maybe one maybe maybe one will pop up someday i don't know
0: well keep your eyes open i'll uh, have all our listeners out there to keep their eyes open for you as well steve I, i'm like you i kind of like little smaller cars two-door coupes have always been my choice i'm not a big four-door car guy so uh Yeah, just like the the look and feel of of those cars. Is there a vehicle you've let go in your life that you just look back and think, I want that back? Is it that car? Well, it's probably
1: that car. Uh, I had a couple of them that I had. uh, One was uh, it had a checkered past, but the first new car I ever bought was a little Corvair. A little Sport Coupe, a little four-speed, and it was really kind of a neat little car. You know, they they took a lot of heat. you know, safety wise and Ralph Nader and his, uh, you know, thing, but that was a a slick little car. I was fun to drive Uh, it again. the first new car I could ever afford to, to buy off the showroom, And, um, I wouldn't mind having that one back there. They make neat cars when you see them at car shows and they're kind of rare anymore. You know, it was a little, little, little sport coupe, real pretty gold color. And, um, It started leaking oil, like all Corvairs, after a while. (laughs) I think that's what I traded in. That's what I traded in on the Fairlane. But um, I wouldn't mind having that one back either. Yeah, It was a a neat little car. It was fun to drive. It was sporty. And uh, at the time, they were plenty different. um, And uh, again, they're getting kind of scarce, too.
0: They are, absolutely. I was at a car show last summer here in the Pacific Northwest, and a guy had a Corvair Monza which uh, was pretty cool. Um, I've not seen one of those before. I thought it was a neat little car, but and I love air cool cars because I'm a Porsche guy, so I love the whole concept of the Corvair, the rear engine. Yeah, neat little cars. I love them. Well, I would love for you to share a little bit with our listeners about one of the many things you're involved in, and this is Nitro Revival. I know you're going to have that show again uh, this year. I think it's in June, perhaps, but maybe you could share a little bit more about Nitro Revival.
1: The sports, it, you know, it's aged. Uh, you know, drag racing really got its start in the fifties, and it was really booming in the sixties and seventies, and a, a ton of people got involved. It was a lot less expensive, and guys could build cars that uh, top of the line cars. You know, top fuel dragsters, the fastest cars in the sport, and they still are, but it have been become so incredibly expensive that it's kind of taken the sport away from, I'd say the average guy. It's become more of a spectator uh, show. And uh, I I admire what the guys are doing out there, but there was a time where the average guy could build a top fuel car and go out and race. And there was a place to race. So anyway, over time, the nostalgia thing is obviously taking hold because guys are getting older. And, um, We started a deal about 20-some years ago. We we call them cackle cars. And when you cackle the engine, it means you fire it up. And on nitro, it really does uh, have a a unique sound. Uh, So we started actually um, encouraging these guys to restore their old cars, to find them, to replicate them. And um, over the years, I mean, literally hundreds of these cars have come out of the woodwork. And they don't race them anymore anymore. but they're they're shell cars anymore with (laughs) with sight and sound and smell uh and the guys fire the engines up they may push start them and um we turned it into a little bit of a production and um term nitro revival came into play because we're reviving these old cars and we started a little series my daughter and i this will be our third one and again it's a it's a show place for these guys to bring these cars uh, and also these guys with street rods and conventional race cars and, you know, try to put on a nice little show, but the, we got one coming up in May at the Urbandale Speedway, which is an eight mile drag strip in, uh, eastern, uh, in the Eastern, you know, San Gabriel Valley, about 20 miles east of Los Angeles. And um, it'll be our third production. And we're optimistic. Uh, We've got a lot of these guys bringing these cars, uh, many from out of state, Famous cars. I mean, you know, TV Tommy Ivo and the Don Garlits car, and cars that if you've been around the sport a long time, you'll recognize. And um, the guys love to bring them out, show them off, fire them up, and uh, enjoy. uh, It's a combination of a reunion and a car show, and just try to have a good time and enjoy the you know past that uh, we shared.
0: Sounds like a blast. Sounds like a lot of fun. I would love to be at that show. Bring back great memories of my dad taking me to Orange County Raceway and uh, watching the dragsters there. Is there a place where our listeners can go to learn more about it and and uh, put that on their calendar? Is there a website?
1: Well, we do. We have a, a website. It's uh, you know it's a modest uh, effort, but it's uh, nitrorevival.com. dot uh, com spelled right out like it is. Pretty simple, nitrorevival.com. dot com, and there's the information on there, and there's uh, you know some results from our previous events, and, uh, you know, entry list of the cars that are coming to this event in May. You know, try to show these cars at other events, too. There's other smaller events, which uh, we're going to be doing here in uh, in March at Costa Mesa.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I want to talk about that, the Classic Auto Show. Uh, I'm very honored. I'm going to be the MC on the Celebrity Stage this year, and I get to interview a whole bunch of famous TV folks uh, that have been past guests on my podcast. But I'm also going to get to meet Steve at this show because you're in charge of the cackle cars. So tell our listeners a little bit about when they go to the Classic Auto Show in Costa Mesa, March 16th, 17th, what they can expect to see from you.
1: Well, we were contacted by the folks from the Classic Auto Show to give them a hand. And, uh, you know, they had got word of uh, these kinds of cars and and the popularity of them. So I'll give them a hand in lining up eight of these cars that will be down there on, on Saturday of the show. and. Uh, the cars will be on display, and then we'll have a parade of the cars and then uh, we'll be doing a simulated push start where the cars will fire the engines and period correct push vehicles will push them down the designated route at the fairgrounds It makes a nice show it gives a you know a good image of what these cars looked like and sounded like uh from that era in the prior the nineteen sixties but uh The the crowds just love it. I mean, every time you fire one of these engines up and, you know, a few thousand horsepower working there and uh, you got the (laughs) the flames out of the headers and the smell of the nitro. I mean, it it, it, it takes you back if you were there. But if you weren't there, you think, man, I wish I would have been there. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, we've got eight of those cars coming, and they're they're really nice. You know, a variety of the uh, nitro powered, uh, uh, dragsters and roadsters. So we're looking forward to that. Should be a fun time.
0: Absolutely, it's going to be an awesome time. And I'll remind uh, my listeners to check that out. If you're anywhere near Costa Mesa, Los Angeles, or count Orange County, California, middle of March, you got to join Steve and I at this show. It's going to be so much fun. There's over two thousand cars that are going to be there. All sorts of celebrities, displays, a lots of people that I've had on this show. It's going to be a blast. So make sure you make it to the Classic Auto Show. You can go to Steve's Cars Yeah show notes page to see links there or on my website to the Classic Auto Show to get tickets and find out how to attend. Steve, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. At hey, Mark Green here from the Car's yeah Podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Car's yeah TV show? That's right, Car's yeah is now on Mav TV. I visit some of the past Car's yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to Mav TV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Car's yeah TV. Mav TV is also available on DirecTV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Mav TV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Steve, we are back, and I have a, a very introspective question for you, Steve. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle or a race car or a drag star, dragster parked in the garage there, what would Steve be?
1: Oh, oh wow. That's a tough one. I, you know, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a, It'd probably be an airplane. <laughs> uh, an air, whoa, you know, there's I, a unique I, I, answer. Well, you know, if if I could walk out in my garage or hangar and be one of them, I just have a thing about World War II airplanes. I uh, I owned a, I owned a, a. a, a steerman biplane was about as far as I got in my flying, but it was fun. I enjoyed that, and I would have loved to work my way up to become either a, a P-51 Mustang or an F-6F Hellcat. I just love World War II uh, warbirds. So that's, you know, maybe that's not the answer you're looking for, but it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I could transform myself into something mechanical, I think that's what it would be. Uh, but um, if it were a car, Oh man, there's so many of them. You know, another car I love. that is just, you know, I've never been a Chevy guy so much, uh, but I love the '59 El Camino. Uh, there's oh, just yeah. something about that car that uh, it goes with drag racing. So many of them were push cars and tow cars yeah. in that era. That that might be me. I might be a '59 El Camino, which is uh, going against my Ford grain, but um, I love those cars. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, something about them that uh, that eyebrow. Uh, tail light, you know, it uh, it, it really yep. fit on the old Camino. But uh, anyway, yeah. that's that's
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer, Steve. I love it, you know. Uh, and to kind of divert away from your love for Ford, but that's okay. You know, it brings back the history and nostalgia, but I really love your answer of an old Warbird. I mean, a P-51 Mustang, I mean, Cadillac of the sky, that thing is just the most sexy plane on the planet. I think the only thing, in my opinion, that comes close is a Spitfire. And maybe it's just because the sound of those, uh, those motors. But uh, very nicely done. Well, Steve, we are up to the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received?
1: Uh, just take care of your stuff. You know, I uh, you maintain your stuff, it's going to last you a long time. So I'm pretty, uh, you know, it's pretty simple. But uh, I think if you these cars are great cars, but the stuff is produced is really good if you maintain it. So just take care of your stuff.
0: Yep, absolutely, and includes your physical body too. Take care of yourself. Could you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years?
1: I guess dedication and uh, integrity. Try to stand up for things you believe in and uh, and do the right thing. Um, try to be able to sleep at night when you have to make those decisions. And uh, I think this worked pretty well
0: for me. Uh, most definitely it has. Now, how about a resource? There are so many cool resources these days for us automotive enthusiasts. Is there one you'd like to share? You know on the on the
1: internet it's just amazing. The, the information that's available out there. I mean, and it took me a little while to come around the <laughs> computer age, <edge>, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's just it just it really is fascinating. Some of the information you can find out about uh, about your own family. I've kind of got into the uh, you know the, just the family history through the, the DNA and ancestry dot com, and I found some interesting stuff about my. Uh, my ancestry, I don't put a lot of stock in, you know, uh, pride of what my ancestors did. But it's interesting, that the information you can get, very interesting.
0: You know, it's absolutely fascinating. My mom's going through finding some revolutionary, revolutionary things uh, about her history and her family that are just mind-blowing. So, uh, and we've done the same. My son really got into it and found some people in our past that I had no idea that we were connected to, some very famous people, too. I guess in all, in some way, we're all connected in one way or another, but uh, it's really, really fun, the things you can learn these days. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be?
1: Well, I would probably have to be uh, Wally Parks, the founder of NHRA. Yeah. He hired me in 1969. Uh, I loved Wally. I became almost like a second dad, and he, he lived to 94. But, um, boy, I'd love to be able to sit down and have a cold with him again.
0: Yeah, I'd love to be able to have him as a guest on this show. It'd be quite special. What a what a life, what a legacy. Is there a book that you've enjoyed that you think our listeners would enjoy as well?
1: Well, uh, there's been quite a few good books on drag racing, but uh, Robert Post uh, wrote a book some time ago called High Performance, and he was... Uh, a historian at the Smithsonian and a real, you know, a racing and, uh, expert, and that, that's a great book. It's been in print for some time, but it's called High Performance, and it's by Dr. Robert Post. So if you could find one, it would really give you an insight on the history
0: of the sport. Absolutely. Well, I'll remind our listeners, I'll put links to all these great resources Steve has shared on his Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to com, Type in Steve Gibbs in the search bar, and his page will pop right up. All right, Steve, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy. Almost time to pull the ripcord here. We're at the end of the quarter mile. If I could buy you one very cool collector car to park in your garage today, I would love to do that. But there's a couple rules to this little game that make it a little more interesting. One is it's the only cool collector car you can have. The second is I want you to drive this thing. I don't want it to be a garage queen or collect any dust. And the last one is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. Or that P fifty one Mustang. So whatever you choose, you gotta live with it. So what can I buy you?
1: Oh boy, <laughs> that's such a tough question. Uh, boy, I, I wish I could come up with something other than what I'm looking at right now. My old 50 Ford. And I've already, I'm already there. I, I've got that car. But if you if you well, were gonna buy me, if okay. you were gonna buy me, <laughs> you know if uh, I'm drawing blanks, so I'm sorry, Mark, as to what, you know, just a a car that I've drooled over for a lot of years. There's been a lot well, of Well, here's but, uh, the
0: deal. Here's the deal, Steve. The fact that you just said what you said, you already have it, uh, is a testament to a life well-lived. And I love it when my guests say that. Number one, because I don't have to go buy you a car today. <laughs> uh, but number two, I'd love to do that for you. But number two is the fact that you found what you like and you're loving it. And you're living with it. So uh, I'm happy with you uh, just looking out in the driveway there and smiling at what you have and saying, you know what, I'm content in life. I don't need anything else. I've got what well, I want. So, uh,
1: it, it, I mean, it has so many memories in it. Plus, Art Chrisman was uh, a name that anyone familiar with drag racing will know the name Art Chrisman. Uh, we lost Art a couple of years ago, but he was voted one of the all-time top drag racers uh an incredible guy and i have an art christman engine in that car which just it, it even makes it closer to my heart that i've got oh, every yeah. time i start that up I, I think of art and uh what an amazing man he was and how much he contributed to the sport
0: yeah well that's awesome warms my heart to know you've got all you need just sitting right there a loving wife of many many years and a cool car in the driveway what more could a guy ask for? Uh you've lived a life well lived. And what's the best way for people to follow along with you? Is it nitrorevival.com?
1: Yeah, I mean that'll that'll bring us, you know, bring you up to date. Um, you know, my daughter's real active on social media and uh, so there's a lot of stuff that shows up on Facebook that, that gets shared. But uh the, you know, our little website uh, gives you a pretty good indication of what we're up to. And um, you know, we hope everybody can Come out and enjoy uh, a good time with us, and relive uh, some good memories from uh, that magical time. I think, uh, like I say, getting old is not the—it's <laughs> not always cracked up to be. Uh, but uh, we definitely lived through some interesting times, and uh, and still keeping those memories alive through uh, through our nitro revival.
0: Absolutely, and I was saying about getting old—it beats the other option. So it's good to be getting old. That's for sure of uh, so nitro i'll put a link to that on Steve's show notes page i'll tell you if you got some young kids in your family and you want to take them and show them some american history and something they probably never dreamed even existed take them to one of these shows uh it'll enlighten them it could spark an interest that could last a lifetime and of course if you're going to be anywhere in the orange county los angeles area in middle of march Go to the Classic Auto Show. You can meet Steve, you can meet me, and you can meet all the other cool people that are going to be at this event and see over 2,000 cool cars, including the cackle cars that uh, Steve and his buddies will be making a little noise with there. So I encourage you to join us at the Classic Auto Show as well. And you can find everything we've shared today on Steve's show notes page on the Cars Yow website with links so you can figure out how to get tickets and how to attend. Hey, Steve, thanks for spending some time this morning with me and being so generous. Sorry about the rain that we sent down south uh, for you today, but you, California, can use it. Uh, we're done with the snow, so I'm going to send you some snow next. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. we haven't, we haven't handled the snow very well up here. We get an unusual wallop of snow. I've still got about 12 inches of snow in my driveway today. It's nuts, but uh, I'll be happy to send that down your way as well. I want to thank you for sharing uh, your experiences in your life with my listeners. Until you and I talk again, buddy, I'll see you at the Classic Auto Show. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Member FINRA Sipik CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up!